Hey guys, welcome back to In the Red Zone, the best thing podcast that gives you your daily news. I am Jacob. Um, I'm here with my co-host Connor. How you doing today, Connor? Doing fantastic. That's awesome. All right, so today what we're talking about is recently we've had the firing and re um, and hiring of some coaches and GMs. We're gonna start off with the AFC. Connor's just doing a little um, extra research here. Um, and looks like we're all good. So AFC, we have the Raiders. They really don't. No one really kind of knows what they're gonna do over there in, in Vegas. Um, um, we're not really sure. Um, so they don't have a head coach, and they don't have um, uh, a general manager. Um, and then the Dolphins. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Connor. They don't have anyone either, right? They're still searching. Um, oh, they have a GM. Yeah. Why Flores, that was why Flores was fired is because Chris Greer, I believe, is who is the GM of the Dolphins, wanted Tua Tungavaloa. Flores did not want Tua Tungavaloa. He wanted Deshaun Watson, and they couldn't agree, so they sided with the GM and fired the head coach. So the Dolphins have a their GM. They just need a head coach, and uh, they really wanted Brian DeBull, OC from the Buffalo Bills, who found a home in the NFC, which we will discuss right now. So nobody knows what they're really going to do. And the Jaguars have a familiar face, Tampa's offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. So we will talk, we will go all into this. But for Vegas, uh, the biggest candidate right here is uh, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan coach, who previously coached in the NFL, took the Niners to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, and now is coaching at Michigan. Recently won the Big, Tw- Big Ten and made the college football playoff. Instant reactions right here. It, since Harbaugh is the main man for the Raiders' job, that's the rumor. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, last one we have is the Broncos. The Broncos, um, they got a GM, right? Yeah. And then a head coach. Uh, and then the Texans. Sorry. Um, the Texans. They're still searching for a head coach and a GM. But lucky me. In the NFC, um, do you want to go over anything before I go sicko mode? Yeah? Okay, okay. Let's do ASC. Um, so, so let's go Let's go into the teams that, let's go into the two teams that have hired their head coaches. And we got the Jacksonville Jaguars with basically what's pretty much done. It's not 100% confirmed yet. Byron left, which Tampa Bay offensive coordinator. Obviously worked under Tom Brady and used to be a Jaguars first round draft pick quarterback for Marshall and played a couple years in Jacksonville. Yeah, so he's got history there. And the Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett from the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. So what do you think instantly right now, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, this is your second head coach hiring in, in a year. Urban, the Urban Meyer experiment was a huge failure. Now you got Byron Leftwich. What's your first reaction? Well, first of all, I'm happy that we have a new coach because obviously what they had before isn't um, working for them. But then again, you know, um, there's the conflict of bringing in a new coach is new for the players, and you know what maybe you had before um, that was good. Is is <laughs> I was making a joke there, um, but you know, some new adjustments are gonna have to be made 
that's true with any hiring of a new coach, but some new adjustments are going to have to be made by the entire team. So I would just be hoping that he does it in a way that everyone understands what he is trying to accomplish there and um, and maybe eventually turns around what, what um, you know, back to where the Jaguars used to be, you know. So also what I want to think about is if since Tom Brady might win MVP, he just retired, we just had a whole episode on that. Since Tom Brady just won MVP at 40. Six years, forty-six years old, forty-five years old. So he might win MVP, and his offensive coordinator is coming to Jacksonville to help out a quarterback that really needs to boost his de- development in Trevor Lawrence. I think this is, I think this might be a home run hit right here. Like the most important thing for Jacksonville is to improve Trevor Lawrence. That's the most important thing. Nobody's taking them seriously. Nobody, their fans show up to the stadium dressed as clowns to make fun of the owner. The owners. Is Shad Shahid Khan is notorious for ruining franchises. I mean, take a look at Fulham FC, and the, the used, they used to be the top of the Premier League, like top of English football. They go to the Europa League, which is like the second-hand Champions League, and they used to be great. Never had to worry about getting relegated. As soon as he buys them, a few years later, now they're in the second division and going back and forth between first and second and getting relegated. So, not been a pretty year for, not really pretty when you're owned by Shahid Khan, but. Who knows if he owns like secret assassins or something? So I probably should stop talking about him. But he also sounds like sh- he, has, he sounds like Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. So, uh, so don't finish me. God, that was cheesy. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I think this is a really good hire for Jacksonville. I did. I think I said last year that Urban Meyer was going to be a good hire. So that's my bad. But I guess the Jag, we no one really. I mean, yeah, everybody knows the Jaguars are a flaming. Filled with garbage. Said the same thing about the the Browns way back when. And we also said the same thing about Cincinnati. Oh, we've we've said the same thing about multiple teams. I think maybe even at one point we said the same thing about maybe the Chiefs and and, and the Bucks. You know. But no, but we we said I think last this when the Chiefs were struggling, we were like, eh, wild card team. Because we didn't think their defense would fix everything, but. Uh yeah, so Jaguar is probably getting Byron left, which it's not 100% confirmed, but at this point, you can guarantee it. I mean, if anyone else gets hired, that's going to be a shocker. Yep. So now we have the Denver Broncos, and they're hiring Nathaniel Hackett from, I believe it's Nathaniel. I can't say no. Uh, they're signing Green Bay's offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. So I did have that name right. And uh, as their new head coach, and what's your instant reaction for if you're a Denver Broncos fan? Well, I'm glad that we're getting an offensive coach. I'm. I think they they need to start building some weapons on their offense. Um, I think they need to. Um, yeah, I think an offensive. They have a good with Jerry Judy, great receiver, no offense. I mean, the running backs with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have been great. It's just the quarterback position needs to be solved. And but this mean Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're the NFC North expert. What do you think? Mm, no, <laughs> I don't think just because um his offensive coordinator went over there that he's gonna be like, well, I don't like the Packers because I've been with them for a while, and now a guy that I know moved to the Broncos, and now I'm going to go to a crap team. Um, no, okay, don't, don't. <laughs> okay, 
But I, I really don't think that the Broncos have been that good this year. Um, but I think if if he's going to go anywhere, I don't think that it would be the Broncos. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> he could go there. Like, Packers. I think he's just going to stay with them. I think they've got some problems to solve, but just like any any relationship, it can be worked on, you know? You know, and maybe with the hiring of a new offensive coordinator since that slot is empty may solve up a couple of problems if he was um possibly a, a little root of the problem. So many Green Bay stars are up for contract. It's honestly hard for me to see. I could see him going to Carolina. A lot of weapons there. But Denver is probably my pick right now, honestly. They got weapons. Yeah. They got defense. They got O-line. They got running back. All Denver doesn't have is a quarterback. But also think about this. Rodgers can play Mahomes two times a week. Think about the ratings for those games. If he wants popularity, you play Mahomes two, two times a week. You're definitely going to get the 4 o'clock, four o'clock primetime game because it's out west. And you're going to probably get the, a Sunday night game. I mean, they always put the Broncos on Sunday night against the Chiefs, even when they have a terrible quarterback. That is that is true. Um, but yeah, I still think he's gonna just end up staying um, with his original team. I could be totally wrong, and tomorrow he announces something <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it could also be a, a retirement. You know, that is true. You know. We had to bet maybe eventually he, uh, yeah, and <laughs> or or commentating like uh, Drew Brees is doing, you know, and Drew Brees is doing a good job. He is doing a great job, but uh, sorry, my dog is barking. Okay, uh, Brody, stop. It's okay. Uh, so uh, sorry about this. But uh, with the Miami Dolphins, there's a lot of certain questions with them. Like, why would they fire Brian Flores at all? That's a lot of questions. Uh, so, that, there. so there's a lot of questions between that. Apparently, there's a struggle with the GM and the head coach, which determined why he's no longer with the team. But there's a lot of questions there. Uh, yeah, sorry about this. My dog barking. Alright, sorry about that, everybody. But, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different. Dan Quinn was an option, but he's staying with the Cowboys as their defensive coordinator. Uh, Leslie Frazier with the Bills, DC, could be one. Kellen Moore, Dallas' offensive coordinator, could be one. Um, so there's a lot of different questions to Miami. I don't really have a lot of intel, really. Nobody really knows. They really wanted Brian Dabble from the, who's now the Giants offensive head coach, a Giants head coach. So who knows what they're going to go with. And finally, the Ra- we got the Texans. Apparently Josh McCown is high on that list. Like Josh McCown. I don't know. But uh, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Flores are all on those lists. So the Texans, we'll get you more info when they hire someone. There's not really a lot of news buzzing with them. So let's go to the NFC. We'll start off with the NFC North and the Purple People Leaders. Jacob, take it away. I have a lot to say here. Um, recently, I watched a certain movie called
called Moneyball. Don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's written by one of my favorite um, writers ever and starring the beautiful Brad Pitt and beautiful Jonah Hill. But that's beside the point. It's the story of Billy Bean. And why do I bring this up? Because the great, I really got to try and learn this name, but it's hard to pronounce, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. I'm going to refer to him as Mensa um, the rest of um, this podcast just for the sake of me not biting my tongue. Um, but this guy is an absolute genius. He got a bachelor's degree from Princeton, a master's degree from Sta- Stanford. This dude was the the 49ers director of research and development and then went on to be the manager of research and development. Um, he was a VP of a firm doing commodities trading. I mean, this dude has a resume up the wazoo and he's an analytics guy, which is the whole point of Billy Bean, you know, changing the game of baseball with, you know, how can we buy hits and then, you know, how can we buy touchdowns, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do um, as the GM in, uh, in, in Minnesota. Um, and we're still awaiting a, a head coach, um, but uh, I'm sure it will be. Hopefully, better than um, than Mike Zimmer. So, yeah. So I believe with so analytics play a huge part of the NFL nowadays, especially with coaching determining whether they go for two points. Whether the as analytics are the reason why people go for four on fourth down so many different times. That's what analytics do a lot. So on fourth and one, usually you go back five ten years on fourth and one, teams are punting the football. Now teams are always going for it on fourth down. I mean. Because the stats say you have a 70% chance of getting this on fourth down, and that increases your chance to win the game 5%. Take for example. So that's why analytics plays such a huge role, and I think Minnesota getting someone like that is great. But now, is he going to be able to draft well? Because Minnesota has not been able to draft well besides Justin Jefferson the last few years. So we're going to see what happens with the draft. Is Minnesota going to get a new quarterback? I've heard a lot of no's. That's not happening. What we need in this draft, and we're probably going to talk about it in uh, maybe uh, another mock draft, because I know you did one, Connor. Um, what I'm going to keep saying and continue to say is that Kurt Cousins is not... Sorry. <sighs> I am an idiot. He's not the problem, all right? What, what the, the, the problem is our, our defense. We need to get a new coach in there, and we need to fix up all the problems because we have we were good, you know. Yeah, I I think what we need to do is we need to pick up a good corner, maybe even two, um, in this draft that are going to help out our defense. And um, um, I don't think that that our quarterback is going to be. So the biggest candidate I see right here is Brian Flores from who used to be the Miami Dolphins coach. Very good defensive coach. I think he'll be I think he will be very happy with a quarterback like uh Kirk Cousins and especially uh especially with Justin Jefferson. He has an if you give Brian Flores a really good offense, which is what he lacked in Miami, and you give him you give him the time to rebuild your defense, because Miami's defense, they're not a bunch of superstars besides Xavier Howard. They're just a very solid unit, and 
he can do that with Minnesota. I think Ryan Flores would be the absolute best pick for the Vikings. Uh, take a look at the Bears. They got Ryan Poles, assistant GM at Kansas City, now GM of the Bears. And they got a surprise at head coach in Mike Eberflus, the Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. I've heard a lot of negative things about, about him from Bears fans. Considering they didn't want another defensive guy, and they didn't want another guy named Matt, considering how much they hated Matt Nagy. So there's a lot of questions there. I, there, I mean, the Colts have, have a great defense, but everything with the Colts, there's a stigma now because of that absolute ass whooping that the Jaguars gave them in Week 18 that took a, that took them out of the playoffs. Like no nobody has any more confidence in uh, Carson Wentz anymore. I mean, nobody has confidence in Frank Reich anymore. I, there's not a lot of confidence around this Colts team just because of one game. So I don't understand this hiring. I think they should have gone for Brian Flores, Jim Harbaugh, somebody offensive-minded, because that's what the Bears need. They need somebody on the offensive side, and that's what they really, and that's what Bears fans wanted. And I mean, the Giants fell. The Giants fell pressure to their fans. So I don't know why Chicago, who has a huge fan base, couldn't do that. But uh, speaking of the Giants, uh, they got Joe Shane, uh, assistant GM of Buffalo. He's now the GM, and Brian Dabble is now the head coach of the. New York Football Giants, very great offensive coordinator, helped Josh Allen become a stud. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's gonna be able to do that without Daniel Jones. And yeah, so just super quick with the Giants. I mean, a lot of stuff came out about them. I don't really want to hammer the nail because I feel like talking about the Giants would show some bias on the show. But finally, let's go to the most shocking team that needs a head coach in the New Orleans Saints. Take it away. Well, um, let me tell you a little story. Uh, last night, uh, my family was watching. A uh, little movie called Ready Player One, and then me and Jesse were like, "Oh my gosh, Kevin James is in a new movie called Home Team, um, and it's about Sean Payton's um suspension, and for you know hiring um players to to bounty other players, um, which I'm still mad about because they bountied Brett Brett Favre and kicked us out of possible chance of that Super Bowl, which we could have won against Miami, but whatever." It was Miami, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, that was a different year. Um, but anyways, it was kind of about about the suspension um of him and teaching his son's football team. Um, but he retired, and this was kind of his uh, little send off. It was a nice family movie, so you guys should watch it if you like football and you like family movies. I think you guys should watch it. But anyways, that was that's my that's my uh, movie suggestion for today, um, along with Moneyball. But anyways, Sean Payton's out of the picture. Um, I think he's been a huge part of the Saints' success, even after Drew Brees had had left. He um, one game away, one game away from the playoffs. By the just saying, yeah. So he still held his own, um, even without the weapon um, that they call Drew Brees. Um, I I think he's been a great quarterback, and whoever they replace him with um, better do a damn good job. That's that's. A, I mean, just to say with Drew Brees, Jameis Winston was five and two before he tore his ACL. I mean, he's all, he's a free agent right now, but I could see them resigning him. I can see them drafting a quarterback like Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. There's a lot of quarterback questions in this class. When I, for my top ten prospects, I don't have a quarterback in. My top ten prospects for this class, and 
There's a lot of questions for these teams. Uh, sorry. So, uh, that's basically about it. Uh, any leaving remarks? Yeah. Um, just quick. I think that a great idea for the Saints in this upcoming draft would be Malik Willis. I think he reminds me, don't get me wrong, a lot of Drew Brees in, in some aspects as he's not the most mobile quarterback. Drew Brees is, is mobile, but I he just hasn't... What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Drew Brees isn't mobile. Um, Malik Willis is not mobile as much as, um, you know, this previous... Um, couple of quarterbacks and I, I think that Malik Willis he's not he's Malik not so yeah dude compared to the to the other quarterbacks that have been um in these drafts I yeah I I he didn't he didn't really show up I just personally don't think he's I, he, sure he's mobile but I don't think with, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a mobile quarterback, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's our thoughts on the AFC and NFC's new um, news on firings of coaches and GMs and uh, hirings of new coaches and GMs. Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.